0: Part two Chapter fourteen of In Desert and Wilderness This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org Recording by Lynn Thompson In Desert and Wilderness by Henrik Sinkovich, translated by Max Anthony Dresman Chapter fourteen. The next day it rained a little, but there were hours when the weather was clear, so stars early in the morning started to visit his possessions, and at noon had viewed thoroughly all the nooks. The inspection on the whole created a favorable impression. First, in respect to safety, Mount Lindy was as though the chosen spot of all Africa. Its sides were accessible only to chimpanzees. Neither lions nor panthers could climb over its precipitous sides. As to the rocky ridge, it was sufficient to place the king at its entrances to be able to sleep safely on both ears. Stars came to the conclusion that there he could repulse even a small division of dervishes, as the road leading to the mountain was so narrow that the king could barely pass on it, and a man armed with a good weapon need not permit a living soul to reach the top in the middle of the island gushed a spring cool and pure as crystal which changed into a stream and running sinuously amid the banana groves finally fell over the steep hanging rocks to the river forming a narrow waterfall resembling a white tape on the southern side of the island lay a field covered abundantly with manioc the roots of which supply the negroes with their favorite food and beyond the fields towered immeasurably high cocoa-palms, with crowns in the shape of magnificent plumes of feathers. The island was surrounded by a sea of jungle, and the view from it extended over an immense expanse. From the east loomed lividly the Karamojo mountain chain. On the south could also be seen considerable elevations, which, to judge from their dark hue, were covered with forests. On the other hand on the western side the view ran as far as the horizon's boundary at which the jungle met the sky stars described however with the help of the field glass numerous hollows and scattered sparsely mighty trees rising above the grass like churches in places where the grasses had not yet shot up too high could be perceived even with the naked eye whole herds of antelopes and zebras or groups of elephants and buffaloes. Here and there giraffes cut through the dark green surface of the sea of grass. Close by the river a dozen or more water bucks disported, and others every little while thrust their horny heads out of the depths. In one place where the water was calm, fishes like those which Kali had caught leaped every little while out of the water, and, twinkling in the air like silvery stars, fell again into the river stars promised to himself to bring nell there when the weather had settled and show her this whole menagerie on the island on the other hand there were none of the larger animals instead there were a great number of butterflies and birds big parrots white as snow with black beaks and yellow crests flew above the bushes of the grove tiny wonderfully plumaged widow-birds swung on the thin manioc stalks changing colour and glistening like jewels. And from the high cocoa trees came the sounds of the African cuckoos and the gentle cooing of the turtle dove. Stas returned from his inspection trip with joy in his soul. The climate, he said, is healthy, the security is perfect, the provisions are abundant, and the place is as beautiful as paradise. Returning to Nell's hut, he learned to his surprise that there were larger animals on the island, Two, in fact, for little Naziboo had discovered in a banana thicket while Stas was absent a goat with a kid, which the dervishes had overlooked. The goat was a little wild, but the kid at once became friendly with Naziboo, who was immeasurably proud of his discovery, and of the fact that through his instrumentality Bibi would now have excellent fresh milk daily. "'What shall we do now, Stas?' nell asked one day when she had settled down for good to her housekeeping on the island there is plenty of work to do the boy answered after which spreading out the fingers of one hand he began to count on them all the work awaiting them in the first place kali and mia are pagan and nazibu as a native of zanzibar is a mohammedan it is necessary to enlighten them teach them the faith and baptize them then it is necessary to smoke meat for our future journey and therefore i must go hunting thirdly having a good supply of rifles and cartridges i want to teach Carly to shoot in order that there shall be two of us to defend you and fourthly you probably forgot about the kites about the kites yes those which you will glue or better still you will sew that shall be your work i don't want to play only that won't be all play but work most useful for all don't think that it will end with one kite for you must be ready for fifty or more but why so many asked the girl whose curiosity was aroused sir so stas began to explain his plans and hopes he would write on each kite their names how they had escaped from the hands of the dervishes where they were and whither they were bound he would also inscribe a request for help and that a message be dispatched to port side after that he would fly these kites every time the wind was blowing from the west to the east many of them he said will fall not far off many will be stopped by the mountains but let only one of them fly to the coast and fall into european hands then we are saved nell was enchanted with the idea and announced that in comparison with the wisdom of stars not even that of the king could be mentioned she also was quite certain that a multitude of the kites would fly even to their papas and she promised to glue them from morning until night her joy was so great that stars from fear that she might get a fever was compelled to restrain her ardour and from that time the work the stars spoke of began in earnest kali who was ordered to catch as many leaping fish as possible ceased to catch them on a line and instead made a high fence of thin bamboo or rather something in the nature of a trellis, and this sluice he pulled across the river. In the middle of the trellis was a big opening, through which the fishes had to swim in order to get into the free water. In this opening, Carly placed a strong net plaited of tough palm ropes, and in this manner was assured of a bountiful catch. He drove fish into the treacherous net with the help of the king, who led into the water muddied and stirred it so that not only those silvery leapers but all other creatures vanished as far as they could to an unmuddied depth on account of this some damage also occurred as several times escaping crocodiles overturned the trellis or at times the king did this himself cherishing for crocodiles some sort of inbred hatred he pursued them and when they were in shallow waters he seized them with his trunk Tossed them onto the bank and trampled upon them furiously. They also found in the nets tortoises, from which the young exiles made an excellent broth. Kali dressed the fish and dried them in the sun, while the bladders were taken to Nell, who cut them open, stretched them upon a board, and changed them into sheets as large as the palm of two hands. She was assisted at this by Stas and Mia, as the work was not at all easy. The membranes were thicker indeed than that of the bladders of our river fish but after drying up they became very frail stars after some time discovered that they ought to be dried in the shade at times however he lost patience and if he did not abandon the design of making kites from the membranes it was because he regarded them as lighter than paper and of better proof against rain the dry season of the year was already approaching but he was uncertain whether rain did not fall during the summer particularly in the mountains however he glued kites with paper of which a large amount was found among lindy's effects the first one big and light was to go in a western wind it shot up at once very high and when stars cut the string flew carried by a powerful current of air to the karamojo mountain chain Stars watched its flight with the aid of the field-glass until it became as small as a butterfly a little speck and Finally it dissolved in the pale azure of the sky The following day he let go others made of fish bladder which shot up still higher But on account of the transparency of the membranes soon disappeared entirely from view Nell worked however with extraordinary zeal and in the end her little fingers acquired such skill that neither Stars nor mia could keep up with her work she did not lack strength now the salubrious climate of mount lindy simply regenerated her the period during which that fatal third attack could come had definitely passed that day Stars hid himself in a banana thicket and wept from joy after a fortnight's stay on the mountain he observed that the good Nizimu, looked entirely different from what she did below in the jungle her cheeks were plumper her complexion from yellow and transparent became rosy again and from under the abundant tufts of hair merry eyes full of lustre gazed upon the world the boy blessed the cool nights the translucent spring-water the flower of dried bananas and above all lindy he himself became lean and swarthy which was evidence that the fever could not take hold of him as sufferers from that disease do not tan from the Sun And he was growing up and becoming manly Activity and physical labor intensified his bravery and strength The muscles of his hands and limbs became like steel Indeed he was already a hardened African traveler Hunting daily and shooting only with bullets. He became also a matchless shot he did not at all fear the wild animals for he understood that it was more dangerous for the shaggy-haired and the spotted hunters of the jungle to meet him than for him to meet them once he killed with a single shot a big rhinoceros which aroused from a light nap under an acacia charged at him unexpectedly he treated with indifference the aggressive african buffaloes which at times disperse whole caravans Aside from the gluing of kites and other daily engagements, he and Nell also began the work of converting Kali, Mia, and Nazibu. But it was harder than they expected. The black trio listened most willingly to the instructions, but received them in their own negro way. When stars told them of the creation of the world, about paradise, and about the snake, the teaching proceeded fairly well. But when he related how... How Cain killed Abel, Kali involuntarily stroked his stomach and asked quite calmly, Did he eat him afterwards? The black boy always claimed, indeed, that the Wahimas never ate people, but evidently memory of that custom still lingered among them as a national tradition. He likewise could not understand why God did not kill the wicked Mzimu, and many similar things. His conception of good and evil was too African in consequence of which there once occurred between the teacher and pupil this colloquy. "'Tell me,' asked Stas, "'what is a wicked deed?' "'If any one takes away Carly's cow,' he answered after a brief reflection, "'that, then, is a wicked deed.' "'Excellent!' exclaimed Stas. "'And what is a good one?' This time the answer came without any reflection. "'If Carly takes away the cow of somebody else, that is a good deed.' Stas was too young to perceive that similar views of evil and good deeds were enunciated in Europe not only by politicians but by whole nations nevertheless slowly very slowly the light dawned in their benighted minds and that which they could not comprehend with their heads they understood with their warm hearts after a time they were fitted for the baptismal rites which were performed with great solemnity the godparents gave to each child sixteen yards of white percale and a string of blue beads Mia Nevertheless felt somewhat disappointed for in the simplicity of her soul She thought that after the baptism her skin would at once turn white and Great was her astonishment when she observed that she remained as black as before Nell comforted her however with the assurance that now she possessed a white soul End of chapter fourteen